welcome to Winning in Prayer, where our purpose is to produce passionate people of prayer. I'm Pastor Daryl. Thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing. Listen, we're going to get right into our lesson today. Our lesson today is coming from Psalms number 80, the 80th chapter of Psalm. Um, we're going to be coming to you from verses 3, 7, and 19. And at verse 3, it says, Turn us again, O God and cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved let's look at verse 7 it said turn us again O God of hosts cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved verse 19 says turn us again O Lord God of hosts cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved and so again what we're going to be talking about on today is turn us our thought for today is turn us now that word turn means to uh, change direction, to aim, to point, or to direct. Again, that word turn means to change direction, aim, point, or to direct. Or it simply means to just reorient my life. It can mean reorient my life. Now this is a psalm of Asaph, David's uh, chief musician. And so, when you look at these three verses, they all contain, turn us, turn us, turn us. And so there has to be a reason as to why these statements are being made. And so if we go back over to the first verse, we're going to find out why very quickly these statements have been made. So it says, give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims shine forth. So in other words, what he's saying is that, that, that the problem is, is that Israel has once again found uh, itself on the outside of a relationship with God. We know that th uh, throughout Israel's history, they uh, were guilty of uh, lapsing in and out of relationship with God due to idolatry. Uh, and other things that persisted throughout their history. And so oftentimes they will find themselves on the outside of a relationship with God. Often uh, they would find themselves needing to ask God to, to uh, return. Uh, and we know that God never leaves us. It's always us that do uh, the, the leaving. And so here he is, he says here, give ear O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Man, he, he's, really, he's really putting it on here. Now, if you know that he's the shepherd of Israel, uh, and, he, and that he uh, leadest Joseph like a flock, and he, he dwells between the cherubims, all of these things after you are on the outside of a relationship, it should have been these things in particular that should have kept you in relationship with God. That he, that he is the shepherd of Israel and that he did lead uh, Joseph like a flock. Why? Because he's the shepherd. And that he did dwell between the cherubim. It's all these things that should have kept Israel in a relationship. And so at that second verse it says, uh, it says, before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, in other words, before all Israel, it says, stir up thy strength and come save us. 
before all I mean he's really putting it on here but uh, but again all of these things should have served in a in a way to keep you from being on the outside of a relationship with God. So it says again, before all before all Israel, before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, before all Israel, stir up thy strength and come save us. Now, now that's saying something there because why would God have to stir himself up? He hasn't done anything. It's Israel that has caused this uh, gap uh, between uh, uh, them and, and God. It's Israel that has made some choices that has caused the relationship to be at a point where they would have to say, give ear. Give ear, uh, uh, O shepherd of Israel. Stir up yourself. It's not God that has the problem. It's Israel. And you know, there are times when we make decisions and then we talk to God as if God has made a decision. You know, God is not going to keep you from sinning. He's not going to tie your hands. He's not going to violate your will. But have you ever said, God, why didn't you stop me? It's not God's job to stop you. And so we sometimes uh, put our feelings and our choices on God. And it's us that have made wrong decisions. It's, it's, it's us that have done wrong things. It says, stir up yourself in front of all Israel and come save us. Well, there would be no need for him to come save us if there weren't, weren't choices that had been made that had caused the relationship to go awry. And so we're going to pick it up right here again at the third verse. It says, Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Now let me read that fourth verse to you. It says, O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? So in other words, again, it's, it's, it's uh, letting you know that God isn't the one that's wrong here. It's Israel that's wrong. He would, there would be no cause for him to be angry with the prayers of Israel if there hadn't been choices made that would cause that. And so again, I want you to pay attention to this. It says, turn, uh, turn us again, turn us again, turn us again. So this isn't the first time that, uh, that they've had to ask God to give ear, uh, to come rescue. It says, turn us again. This isn't the first time. Turn us again, oh God, and cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. At the seventh verse, I really want you to pay attention to this. Turn us again. Oh God of hosts, cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. At the 19th verse, turn us again. Oh Lord God of hosts, cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. Now I want you to pay attention here. Three verses saying almost the same thing. But what I want you to pay attention to is each time, each verse gets a little bit more descriptive. Each verse gets a little more detailed. Each verse gets a, becomes a little bit more intimate. At the third verse it says, turn us again, O God. At the seventh verse it says, turn us again, O God of hosts. A little further. The 19th verse says, turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Each verse gets a lit, becomes a little more intimate. What are you getting at, Pastor? 
But anytime you, you're on the outside of a relationship with God, you better become more intimate as you pray for God's restoration. It's not enough for you to just barge in and say, God, forgive me. And he, and he will forgive. But what I want you to understand is you need to not take God for granted. And so if it means you uh, going to uh, another level and, and becoming more intimate with God, that's what you ought to do. You see, as you become more intimate with God, there's a good chance that your going back is not going to happen again. Because it's in your intimacy that, that you'll see that, that you're, you're pouring out your heart uh, to God uh, on a deeper level. And it's that deeper level of commitment that will keep you from going back. It's that deeper level of commitment that will cause you not to make the same mistake. It's that deeper level of, of, of commitment that will cause you not to have to ask God to uh, turn again for the same thing. I like to say it like this, if I'm gonna have to repent, I don't want it to be for the same thing over and over and over again. Not only is that tiring for God, I'm just speaking for me now, but that's tiring for me. You know, if I have to repent, I don't want it to be for the same thing over and over and over. So it says, turn us again. Three times he's saying, turn us again. Three times he's saying, change my direction. Change our direction. Change our direction. Point us again in another direction. Give us a new direction. Reorient my life, God. And sometimes it's sad, but it takes God to turn us again because sometimes we can get in our own way we can get in the way of our deliverance we can get in the way of our healing we can it's not other people sometimes sometimes we get in the way of God moving and so it says turn us again let me let me say this to you again it said turn us again oh God turn us again oh God of hopes turn us again oh Lord God of hopes more intimate each time. More intimate each time. Turn us again. Each verse becomes more intimate. You know, when you feel, uh, you know, backed into a corner or, or you're running out of time, you, you, you know, you, you'll quickly learn how to become intimate with God. But I, I also want you to realize that it doesn't take our falling or our backsliding to become intimate. The fact that he's a good God, the, the fact that he uh, is the shepherd of Israel, the fact that he, he, he uh, led, like, led Joseph like a flock, the fact that you know that he are, that he's, that he, that he's these things, and he's many different things to all of us, but those things that you know that he that he is for a fact in your life should be the things that you uh, hold on to that keep you from going back. Those are the things that should keep you from falling. Those are the things that, that, that you hold on to when your strength uh, wanes, when you get weary. You hold on to the fact that you know for a fact that he's the shepherd of Israel. 
that he has uh, led you like a flock, that he has provided, that he has made ways, that he's brought you out, that he's been good to you when you didn't deserve it. The fact that uh, he, he led you out of Egypt, the fact that uh, uh, he led you through the sea on dry ground, the fact that he was a pillar of cloud by day, uh, and a cloud and a pillar a, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night that he was a cloud of darkness between you and the advancing uh, Egyptian army the fact that he was watered from a rock and uh, uh, he fed you manna while you were in the desert all of these things that you know that he's been should be enough to cause you not to be on the outside of a relationship with God these are the things that should keep you from being in a situation where you don't have to say, God, how long are you going to be angry with the prayers, with the prayers of your people? And then have to ask him to turn again. The fact that, that, that this statement is, is being made to turn again, turn again. But again, it shows that, that God is steadfast. It shows that uh, he's faithful. It says turn us again. It's us that have gone wrong again, God. Turn us again. Turn us again. Verse 3, turn us again. Verse 7, turn us again. Verse 19, turn us again. How many times is God going to have to turn you? It's not him. He, he doesn't have the problem. He does, let me say that again. It's not, it's not God. He doesn't have a problem. He's steadfast. He's faithful. He's dependable. But are you? How many times are you going to ask? How many times are you going to have to say, turn me again, God? This is, again, a psalm of Asaph. And he's saying, turn us again. Turn us again. It's not God. But turn us again. We have to get to a point where we have made it up in our minds that I'm tired of having to ask God to turn me again. And a lot of times it's for the same old thing. As I said before, if I'm going, if I'm if I'm going to have to repent, I don't want it to be for the same thing. I want it to be uh, because, you know, sometimes you, you know, there's mistakes made while you're trying to do better. But I don't want it to be for the same old thing, for the same old problem, you know, because I can't get myself together because I don't have any self-control, you know, because I can't stay faithful to my wife, uh, because I can't, you know, my mouth, uh, uh is, is, I'm, I'm reckless with my mouth, I'm reckless with my, I don't want to keep, I don't want to repent for the, keep repenting. And keep asking for forgiveness for the same thing. But here he is three times saying, turn us again. Turn us again. Now I want to take you over to um, the book of Lamentations. The fifth chapter and the 21st verse. Fifth chapter and the 21st verse. It says, turn thou us unto thee turn thou us unto thee O Lord and we shall be turned renew our days as of old and this is Jeremiah 
uh, uh, lamenting, uh, sorrowful over the state uh, of Israel uh, and the relationship uh, at, at that time. Um, they had gone into uh, Babylonian cap captivity, and Jeremiah is is uh, regretting. He's he's remorseful. He's sorry for the state that they are in. And Jeremiah weeps over the state of Jerusalem, but this is totally Jerusalem's fault. He says, turn thou us unto the, in other words, turn us back to you again. We have gone wrong. He says, oh Lord, and we shall be turned. If you do it, if you do it, it'll be done. You know, sometimes we, we turn back to God because of a fear of, uh, of going to hell and, you know things like that but that that doesn't make for a lasting relationship I like how this is stated it said if you turn us we'll be turned if you do it if you do it if I'm not forced to do it or if I'm not made to feel guilty uh, in, in doing it and you know sometimes you know I've seen where people have put uh, the word on their family and, and you know to uh, cause condemnation and uh, you know things like that and it doesn't make for a lasting relationship but as God draws and as God is loving to us this scripture said if you do it I'll be turned if you do it God you know God has a way of dealing with us to where when it when he does it it's done I, lo I love this here it says oh Lord uh, turn thou us unto thee O Lord and we shall be turned you do it and it's done. You do it and it's done. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry about uh, falling again. Um, I have to worry about going back again. Uh, you, when you do it, it's done. And then it says, renew our days as of old. Take me back. You know, we used to sing a song, uh, Take Me Back, where I first believed. Take me back. In other words, I want to experience that joy when I first got saved. The happiness that I felt when I first got saved. The joy, the peace. You do it, God, and it will be done. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. Now, there's a problem here. Now, this scripture lets us know that there's a problem. I want to take you back over to... Lamentations, the first, the first uh, chapter, and the first verse. It says, "How doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How is she become a widow? She that was great among the nations, and princes among the provinces. How is she become tributary?" Now, this is letting you know where, how uh, much. Uh, of a change there has been in Israel. And it's not that God has changed, but their, their, their choices have brought about some consequences. It lets you know that this, 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 this city that was once inhabited is, has now uh, no people. Uh, it's become solitary. It's become a widow. The one that was once great amongst the nations and princes among the provinces it's now become a tributary. Verse 8. Verse 8 says, Jerusalem hath grievous, has grievously sinned. Therefore she is removed. 
All that honored her despise her because they have seen her nakedness. Yea, she sigheth and turneth backwards. Again, the problem is not God. It's 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 Jerusalem here. It's it's the people of God and their choices. Now, let me read to you verses 10 and 11. And it says, The adversary hath spread out his hand upon all her pleasant things. For she hath seen that the heathen enter into her sanctuary, whom thou didst command that they should not enter into thy congregation. All her people sigh. They seek bread. They have given their pleasant things for meat to receive, to relieve the soul. See, O Lord, and consider, for I am become vile. So they have given certain things to get relief. You know, and I remember there used to be an old, old commercial. They used to just say something like, how do you spell relief? Well, they, they were doing these things to get relief. And a lot of times, it's our trying to get relief that causes the problem, that causes the separation, that causes the backsliding. Yes, it's our trying to find relief. In verse 12 it says, Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by, behold, and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce saying. Now this is Jeremiah basically as as an on as an onlooker. This is Jeremiah describing the situation as an onlooker. He's he's basically give, he's basically being the I news right here. He's being the I news. He's giving you uh, the 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 happenings of what's uh, going on at this particular time. And and again, it, uh, Israel is on the outside of a relationship because of choices that they had made. Otherwise. You know, the statement to turn us again, or to turn thou us unto thee, those statements, those statements would never have to be made if there wasn't a problem. And again, the problem's not God. It's never God. It's always us. If a statement like this has to be made, it's always because we have made the wrong decision. Turn us. Turn us. Now let me take you over to Proverbs. Proverbs, the first chapter, and the 23rd verse. It says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words to you. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Now, that word reproof means to uh, rebuke. To refer, reprimand or or uh, disapproval, and I want you to understand that there is uh, wisdom uh, in turning and uh, wisdom in repentance. It says, "Turn uh, at my reproof, at my, at my at my rebuke, at my reprimand." That's the wisdom. At my at my reproof, uh, my rebuke, my my reprimand, my my my. Uh, my discipline turn then turn then turn you at my reproof at my disciplining at my rebuke my my reproof 
turn then. That's that's the wisdom that we need. And not going on. Not going on and on and on, but at my reproof, at my rebuke, at my correction, my, at my discipline. Turn. Turn. And I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. There is a reward for turning. There's a reward for turning at that time, at the at the time of reproof, at the time of, of reproof, at the time of correction, at the time of discipline. There is a reward to turn then. He said, I will I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my word. There's a reward for turning. There's wisdom in turning, but there's also a reward for turning. And again, we're talking about turn, turn us, turn us. Now let me take you over to Psalm, Psalm 85, Psalm 85. And I pray that you're getting something out of this. Psalm 85, Psalms 85 and 4, it says, Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Cause thy anger toward us to cease. And again, if you look at verse 5, it says, Would thou be angry with us forever? Would thou draw out thine anger to our generation? And again, this, this, this just shows you that it's not God that has the problem. It's not God that has the problem. We have made choices. We have made choices that have caused us to have to say, Turn us again. It says, Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause our anger toward us to cease. When we make certain choices, yes, it will cause God to become angry. And listen, you can't listen to the enemy because the enemy will have you to think God is angry with you all the time. But he said, the, the scripture says here, turn us, O God, of our sins and cause thine anger towards us to cease. The anger is because the choices that, that has been made. The, cho the anger is because of the direction that has been chosen. And so again, it says, turn us oh god of our salvation turn us turn us david is remembering the goodness of god and he pray he's praying for uh god's restoration here i love i love what it what it what it says here uh but I want you to I want you to keep in mind that you know sometimes it takes for God to do the turning because as I, as I said earlier sometimes we get in the way of our own deliverance restoration uh, our healing and so you you need to just come to a point and say you know God you turn me if you do it it'll be done as the scripture said earlier, if you do it, it'll be done. I want you to pay attention to something. I want to read the first four, four verses to you. It says, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sins, Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from fierceness of thine anger. And again, turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to see. Now I want you to pay attention to it here. In verse in the first verse, he says he's been favorable. He's been favorable. In the second verse, it says that he's forgotten. And the third verse it says that he has taken away his wrath. All of these reasons gives hope that God will turn to them again. 
Let me say that to you again. It said he's been favorable. He has forgiven. He's turned his wrath. And in the fourth verse, you, you see where he says, Turn us, O God of our salvation. Cause thine anger towards us to cease. All of these things that you know he has been is reason for hope that he will turn again or turn us again. All the things again that you know that he has been as 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 Israel, he he uh, led them for fact out of Egypt. He's water out of a rock. He, he, he's a, a cloud by day, pillar fire by night. Uh, he was a cloud of darkness between uh, Israel uh, and, and, and Egypt. All of those things that you know he's been, you know, he made sure that they had, had manna. Uh, all of those things that you know that God ha has done for you in the past. You have to grab ho hold of those. And let those be the things that will cause you to go after God again in a way where you know he'll be those things again. It's those things that give you hope that he can be those things again. And it's not that he decided not to. It's our choices that cause the separation. It's our choices that cause the breakup of, of a relationship. Because God is interested He's, he's so interested in relationship. He doesn't walk out. We do the walking out. He doesn't break up. He doesn't do the breaking up. We do the breaking up. But as David is saying here, he's, he's been favorable. He has forgiven. He has taken away all his wrath. So for the, all of those reasons, turn us. Turn us. Turn me. O oh God of, uh, of my salvation, and cause thine anger to, to, uh, towards me to cease. All of those reasons are reasons that he'll do it again. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, sometimes you have to remind yourself of what God has been. You know that he's been loving. You know that he's been patient. You know that he loved you when you have done wrong. You know that he's forgiven you. And so for all of those reasons, I can now say, God, turn us, turn us or turn me again, turn me again. And if you turn me, God, I'll be turned. If you do it, God, I'll be turned. So Jeremiah 31, 18 and 19 at the 18 verse, it says, I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself. Thus thou hast chastised me and I was chastised as a bullock unaccustomed. To the yoke turn thou me and i shall be turned for thou art the lord my god verse 19 says surely after that i was turned i repented and after that i was instructed i smote upon my thigh i was ashamed yea even confounded because i did hear the reproach of my youth now it says that ephraim was bemoaning himself that word bemoan means to be discontented to be sorrowful or to regret now why is this going on why is this going on because of the state of the relationship of israel jerusalem uh and god the state of the the relationship and so uh jeremiah lets us know that uh, Ephraim is uh, bemoaning himself. He's he's sorrowful. He's uh, regretful for the state 
of the relationship between Israel and God. It says, Thou hast chastised me, and I was chastised as a as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. In other words, this this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not where I'm supposed to be. How many times have you found yourself in places, situations, circumstances that you know you weren't supposed to be in? As a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke, this is not what God has purposed. This is not what God has planned for my life. And so I'm in a situation, in a circumstance that I'm not supposed to be in. It says, turn thou me and I shall be turned. Again, God, if you do it, it'll be done. If you turn me, I'll be turned. If you restore me, I'll be restored. You heal me, I'll be healed. You deliver, I'll be delivered. It says, for thou art the Lord, my God. Verse verse 19 says, Surely after that I was turned. After that I after that I was turned, I repented, and after that I was instructed. After I turned, I repented, and afterward I was given instructions. It said, I smote upon my thigh, I was ashamed, yea, even confounded, because I didn't hear the reproach of my youth. Now, I'm going to take you down to verse 21 to show you the instructions that was given. It says, after I turned, I repented, then I was given instruction. Verse 21 says, set thee away, marks, make thee high heaps, set thine heart towards the highway, even the way which thou wentest. Turn again, O virgin of Israel, turn again to these cities. I want to read that to you again. It says, set thee away, marks, make thee high heap, set thine heart towards the highway, even the way which thou winnest, turn again, O virgin of Israel, turn again to these thy cities. In other words, it says, set up waymarks. In other words, I want you to set up signs. I want you to set up posts. That's marking the way that you went. Set up signs and posts that's going to mark a route for a footpath. So let me let me let me read this to you again. It says, "Set the up way marks, set the up signs, posts, indicators, and make the heights." Other words, I want you to make them where there's no way that they will be missed. Set them up high. In other words, our standard ought to be high. Our standard is holiness. That standard ought to be set up high in a way in our lives that no one misses that standard. It says, set the up signs, make the make the high heaps, make your signs, make your standard, your your standard of holiness in your life. Make it so that it's 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 not possible to miss it. It's not possible to miss it. It says, set thine heart toward the highway. We know that the highway is, is, is the way of holiness. The scripture says there's a there's a there's a, a highway and a way, and that, that way is a way of holiness. Set thine heart toward the highway, that way of holiness. And then it goes on to say, even the way in which thou winnest. So not only are you setting a path for holiness, but that path that you went down, that led you wrong, that led to your backsliding, that led you away from God, even set a course for that so that those that are, are coming behind you will know which way not to go. And we want to be so secretive about when we have uh, uh, fallen and we want to be so secretive uh, about our backsliding. But he's saying, set a course. Make sure that someone can see it. 
the way to to go right, the way to walk, the way to walk in holiness, but also let them know what what took you the wrong way. What took you away from God? Set a high heap. Set a high heap, it says. Even the way in which thou wentest. Then it says, turn again. Glory to God, O virgin of Israel. Turn again to these thy cities. I want you to understand. If you, find, if you have found your, yourself in a situation where you're on, you're on the outside of a relationship with God. Or if your relationship has become distant for some reason. If you feel that uh, uh, God is far away. Uh, if you are feeling that your relationship has somehow become stale, become dry. Uh, maybe you aren't sensing, sensing uh, God like you once did. Maybe you aren't sensing, sensing any uh, momentum in your life, in your prayer life. Maybe there isn't anything happening. Well, you need to ask God to turn you again. Listen, he's not going anywhere. He's anywhere. He's always interested in a relationship. He's the one person you can depend on. He's the one person that remains faithful when everyone else doesn't. He's the one person that won't betray you when everyone else will. He's the one person that you don't ever have to worry about. A confiding and then him telling your business. He's the one person you don't have to worry about him ever waking up on the wrong side of the bed. He's the one person that you can give all of your, your dirt, all of your mess, all of your shortcomings, and don't have to worry about him then turning around and telling your business to someone else. But we make choices that causes uh, uh, God to be distant. And we make choices that causes our backsliding. We make choices that bring consequences that causes us to have to say, turn us again, turn us again. But I want to, I want to encourage you. If you can ask God to turn you again, that he will in fact do it. He will in fact do it over and over. Israel found themselves on the outside of a relationship because of choices that they were that they were making over and over you found yourself on the outside you know you get started then you get started again and and then you get started again well I want you to understand God is uh, he's not upset about your having to start again but wouldn't it just be so much better to just stay in relationship with God but if you're at a point where you have to say, turn me again, God, turn my mind towards you, turn my heart towards you, turn my, my will, my emotions towards you, turn me again, turn my will towards you, God, that he will in fact do that. He will in fact do that. He is the shepherd of Israel. Glory to God. He has led you like he led uh, Joseph. He, 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 has, he has led you like he has led Israel. He has made ways. He has delivered. All of those things should be reasons as to why we stay in relationship with him. Because he is good. He is faithful. He is dependable. But sometimes we have made choices that causes us to be on the outside of a relationship with him. 
And so we have to say, God, turn us again. Turn us again. And so I want you to be encouraged to know that there is uh, nothing that will cause him uh, not to love you, not to forgive you. It's our our need to be turned again. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for every listener, God. And I pray, God, that you would turn the hearts, the minds, and the wills and emotions of all those that feel distant, all of those that may have backslidden, turn them again, God. In the name of Jesus, restore, repair, Give health again, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you for being with me on today. And as always, you know, I love you with the love of the Lord. And then until next time, continue winning in prayer. I'll see you next time.